Many companies are now using sales and operations planning to operationalize their business strategies. This leadership, cross-functional planning, decision-making, and business performance management process has become more common. It continues to gain momentum and focus, however, as companies realize that to compete effectively, they must plan and make decisions in a coordinated manner across functions and with trading partners. SNOP is becoming more widespread outside of manufacturing industries as well. All companies have a need to forecast demand for products or services and balance the resources required to meet that demand, as well as integrate the associated financial planning in a structured, forward-looking way. And all businesses also need to adapt to changing conditions and need to recalibrate in a coordinated manner when a challenge or new opportunity arises. The companies that will be most successful are the ones who spend their time on the actual business challenges and don't waste time due to gaps in collaboration. This is often easier said than done, as I'm sure we've all experienced. SNOP is evolving too. More of the organization is now becoming involved and financial integration is becoming standard. However, we see that many companies have not yet included participants that sometimes make sense for them, such as product development or perhaps collaboration with external partners. Companies have differing needs and SNOP designs are not standard. Information systems are evolving too. They are providing more decision support, simulation capabilities, and becoming more cost-effective and easier to implement using cloud-based architectures. Much is happening in this key management process that is the lifeblood of running the company. If your company still needs to take the plunge on SNOP, or if you would like to improve or revitalize your current process, I'd like to invite you to watch this video that will describe the eight levers that we have seen as being the most impactful over the many years of implementing and training on SNOP across the world. In this video, our objectives will be to provide a framework for key items to consider when implementing SNOP or revitalizing an existing process. We'll share some best practices and we'll also provide some tips and traps based on our experience. I have one slide on background before we get into the eight levers material. I'll start with the logos. You can see that most of the work is in energy, chemicals, and consumer products with some of pharmaceuticals and high-tech. Thus, we bring our experiences from a variety of industries with the belief that industries can learn from each other. Our services are built around SNOP, which often involves improving the supporting supply chain processes and enabling technologies, as well as potential organizational improvements if needed. We also help clients with profitability improvement and offer a robust change management methodology some clients may only need some training or occasional coaching support for directional input, and we serve clients in those capacities as well. We're specialists in this area, and while the subject matter material is important, it's not just about that, but also significantly about results management, accountability definition, leadership development, and change management. We work all of these elements into our process as well and believe they are differentiating points. We believe our low overhead model combined with the use of highly experienced consultants is a strong value proposition and our network enables us to scale projects across multiple geographies should project needs require. We've all worked in larger, more well-known consulting firms and have led significant projects with major corporations all over the world. I myself have been at it almost 20 years and have taught and delivered this type of consulting across five continents, often leading major change initiatives.
If you'd like to see more about that, case studies are available on the website that describe our work in SNOP and throughout the supply chain. I'll start our discussion with this chart that shows some of the key best practices and trends throughout the supply chain, just to highlight some of the areas that many companies continue to work on. There certainly are others, but this will give you an idea. I include them too because they are often topics that come up for discussion and decision making throughout the SNOP meeting flow. I'll start with product portfolio management. According to our experience and research, this is still an emerging area for inclusion into SNOP. Forecasting the demand for new products, new product development cycle time compression, improved product portfolio management, and profitability analysis are key levers here. Improving supply chain integration and information sharing with key customers and suppliers has been around for a while, but it's still a work in progress. Managing the areas of customer profitability, segmentation, and allocation continue to be points to work on for most. We were involved in a global project in the downstream oil and gas industry in these areas, but most of the progress that we've seen has been in consumer products and high tech. Thus, we'd offer that other industries can learn from them in these areas. I'll take the middle and back ends of the supply chain together and just emphasize that the focus remains on flexibility, lead time, and cost management. Often these items can be at odds with each other and we see client leaders needing to sign up for all of them. Without the right data and decision structure to make the best decisions for the business and set the right priorities, it can be tough for teams to manage the trade-offs and make objective decisions. At the top of the slide, I'm showing SNOP as the overarching process that management teams are using to manage and optimize this complexity. I'll also stress that companies are doing a better job of integrating the financial planning and moving to a single set of plans. With all the moving parts, the most successful teams continue to improve the integration and dynamics throughout the organization using sales and operations planning. We also see SNOP as the platform to continually improve the sub-processes as well as to monitor performance, not only from an improvement perspective, but also from an accountability and balanced scorecard perspective. On the right-hand side of the bracket, I'm showing the foundational infrastructure elements of organization and IT. Most organizations have now gone to a central supply chain team that links the commercial and operations functions across the company. We've helped many organizations to do this throughout the years. And if your organization still has uh, supply chain functions spread throughout the company, maybe time to reconsider that. On the flip side of that, organizations are always seeking ways to improve the centralized team's integration with the functions across the company. Supply chains are benefiting from improved access to IT systems that are helping with data aggregation, report views, and scorecards as well as providing the decision support to manage the trade-offs and uh, the scenarios that we've alluded to. These systems now have fairly low-cost entry points and modest resource needs with the hosted cloud-based models that the software firms are now offering. As we can see, there's a lot going on under the hood of bringing products to the marketplace, and as the title of the slide states, the ones who are better at this than others have a competitive advantage. As we know, there are varying definitions of SNOP in the marketplace, and that continues to cause some confusion, and different companies also have their own internal terminology. 
We ourselves have adopted the term integrated business planning for our upstream oil and gas practice, as this is a better fit for their specific industry situation. Anyway, for our purposes, sales and operations planning will refer to the management process and cycle above the detailed planning and execution processes, as stated in the green box. We look at SNOP as being the vehicle for communication, performance management, and decision making related to integrating financial, demand, and supply planning to meet company objectives. Also, I've shown some typical components of the SNOP flow. We draw our model as a continuous process as opposed to a linear one, meaning that while there is a sequence in any one cycle, once a step in the flow supports a particular cycle, that group can go about their business and can start to execute, but also prepare for the next cycle as well. Also, I'll emphasize that these are representative components. The specific components and number of components for your application is a design point discussion. Our research shows several areas of SNOP that companies are having challenges with. We've developed our eight levers and overall methodology with these challenges in mind. Here's a look at the eight levers. Vision, sponsorship, design, organizational alignment, reports and tools, enabling technology, results, and the management of results as well as change management. Our training courses devote a whole section to each of these areas, but in this overview I'll give you some highlights of each one. We maintain that if you address these items in a methodical manner, you'll be successful in your SNOP implementation or improvement effort. Let's start with the vision. The vision will help to align the team around what SNOP is and what it will do for the company what results will come from it, and what should happen by when. As SNOP is often a misunderstood term, and anything with the word planning in it can be subject to a lot of differing opinions, it's very important that the team establish a vision for SNOP. The vision will also help control the scope of the effort and associated expectations. I'd work the vision with the core team, have the sponsor and a few key stakeholders review it afterwards, and then structure opportunities to communicate it frequently. Rather than try to get the vision into one or two sentences, we normally recommend listing out a set of six to ten bullet points conveying the key elements as mentioned. Here's a sample of what I'm talking about. We cover what SNOP is and is not, what it will do for the company, the scope we're covering, perhaps some philosophical points like a similar process across business units, uniform tools, etc. I'd also like to emphasize that you should include measurable results, something similar to the last bullet point here in the example. The sponsor is the key role. It shouldn't be time consuming for this person, but without an executive sponsor for this process or the project, you'll have very little success in making SNOP the true decision-making process in the company. The sponsor should be a member of the management team, if not the top leader of your SNOP scope, meaning the business unit, division, or company. This person has visibility and influence into the top management decisions that are made and ensures those items go through the SNOP process. 
The sponsor also ensures that the executive SNOP meeting is integrated with the executive meeting structure and management system. This person can also help to liaise between the SNOP levels, whether that's upward to a corporate process or downward to a regional or business unit level process. There's a few other tactical items, as the chart shows there as well, such as resource allocation and coaching. As far as which role is best for SNOP, I'll just suggest that it can be any executive that has cross-functional knowledge and influence. In an upcoming slide, we'll also talk about a sponsor for each SNOP component. This individual would be the top business leader or owner of that part of the process and the corresponding plan. An example of this might be a vice president of sales for a demand review. Your executive sponsor, as we first discussed, is overall of SNOP, although this person could be a component sponsor too, such as the sponsor of the executive SNOP meeting. I have a few slides on some design guidelines. First, some general comments. Best practices are a place to start. They always need to be adjusted to your situation in business. Look for consistency across business units where you can. For example, meeting components, report formats, KPIs, but don't force it where it doesn't make sense. For example, you could have one part of the business that is make to order and another that is make to stock. These would obviously have some differences. Be realistic about the infrastructure and resources needed to match your scope and scale one or the other to make them compatible. For example, if you can't easily roll up a supply plan across several manufacturing facilities, you may struggle with a summary level supply review discussion. The last point in the green box moves into the stool diagram there on the right. The SNOP design needs to be in sync with the financial reporting structure, the organizational structure, and the way that the underlying data hierarchy is structured. Or I should say that those items need to be adjusted to fit the way the business is managed and how SNOP should be designed. Even in large companies, sometimes these aren't aligned or can be in flux. An SNOP initiative may help to bring these items into alignment. Just be aware of that going in to your project because you don't want the animal to be larger than your ability to tame it. The most fundamental parts of the design involve what SNOP component meetings you'll have, how many of each do you need to map to the organization and the other elements of the stool. If this is hard to determine logically, it may point to some questions and opportunities in your management structure. Another fundamental question is, do we need processes running in parallel, say one for each business unit, or can we do them all as a single process? And how do we integrate a BU level process with a corporate process? Larger companies often have SNOP at multiple levels, such as business unit, division or regional, and corporate or enterprise level. Situations and designs are different, but I'll give you some overall guidelines and considerations. Let's start at the divisional level here in the lower left corner of the chart. The division is typically comprised of several business units that need to be included in SNOP, and business units may have differing supply chain strategies and needs that would have to be considered in the design. SNOP not only helps the general manager manage his or her division, but also prepares this executive to participate at the corporate level. You also get into questions such as, do you have separate parallel SNOP processes? Can or should some components be shared? And are there integration points that need to be considered for integration across divisions or with corporate? 
Sometimes this might just be a common set of KPIs. Other times there may be operating interfaces that need to be considered. The most common case I've seen is separate parallel processes, division to division. But within a division of multiple business units is where many of the design questions lie around the number of SNLP components to align to the organizational structure and the way the business is managed. For example, if we've got multiple commercial business units, should they have one demand review or should they have a separate demand review for each? On the right side of the chart, there are some guidelines to use as a starting point. So let's take a look at those. For the commercially oriented SNOP components such as portfolio review and demand review, we often find it's best to align these components with how the commercial organizations face the market. This usually means separate component meetings for each business unit. The downside of this means it's more meetings to manage, but it may be best for the business. And if you try to combine them, it may be difficult to identify a single sponsor for that meeting and participants may resist spending a lot of discussion time on items dealing with other business units other than their own. For the supply-related components of SNOP, I generally look to align the SNOP design with how the assets support the demand. For example, if it's a single asset or plant that supports a single market, you can have a separate supply review just for that asset. However, if multiple plants supply the same products or supply the same markets and commercial groups, then you get into multiple plants participating in your supply review. As we progress in the SNOP meeting flow and move to pre-SNOP and executive SNOP, it becomes much more important to align these with the financial reporting structure and include the parties that would be needed for cross-functional decisions. Let's jump up to the corporate level at the top left of the chart. Here there can be some variation depending upon the size of the company and the degree to which corporate gets involved in operating decisions within and across divisions, which often falls to the degree to which there are shared assets and supply chains. If that's not the case and corporate is more managing a portfolio of independent divisions, they will be less involved and perhaps don't have SNOP or have division level summaries that get included as part of financial reviews, but you still could have capital allocation and high-level resource decisions, so uh, the needs for the SNOP process can vary some too. Over the next two charts, I'll give you a checklist of design parameters and considerations for an SNOP process. The first are what we call overall parameters. These are fundamental items such as planning horizon, how often we'll have SNOP, what the key planning drivers or items that'll go on the reports are, and what level we'll talk about in the product hierarchy. Now we know there are some best practices and suggestions on each of these, but nonetheless, you need to have the discussion and get the consensus on the team and fit the best practices to your situation. In the right-hand column, there are some items to consider that affect your decisions for these design elements. There are SNOP components themselves to determine. Again, best practices are available here, but the component design is based on items such as which functions need a prep meeting before they are ready to go into a cross-functional meeting, which underlying processes need a confirmation meeting of their related plan, and how do the components match with the items of the stool, which were, if you recall, organizational design, financial reporting structure, and data structure.
Flipping the page, we need to decide upon a schedule, laying out the SNLP flow on a calendar, considering how much time is needed between the components and what specifically happens between them on a day-to-day -day basis. We also need to determine the SNLP meetings interfaces with other executive meetings above it and the more tactical meetings below it. And then for each SNLP component, the specifics and roles for that meeting need to be defined as listed. We talked earlier about an overall sponsor for the SNLP process, but each component should also have a sponsor that is right for that function. This is the way we distribute the accountability for the sections of SNLP, KPIs, and an operating plan that needs to come together for a company to be successful. This is either the football chart or the rugby chart, depending upon what part of the world you're in. And as you can see from our little graphic up in the corner, we've moved to the org alignment lever. The chart's meant to summarize the overall items that each SNOP component should have. On the left, we have a review of past performance, the KPI scorecard. In the middle, we have the meaty section of resolving issues and making cross-functional decisions. In pre-SNOP and executive SNOP, those are obviously more cross-functional in nature, and the laces are meant to show this cross-functional participation. And on the right, we have the confirmation of the go-forward plan, any adjustments that come out of the discussions, and planners can then go through those adjustments and incorporate them into the plan and release it for the next step in the process. We all know the parallels between team sports and business, and linking leaders through SNOP does build winning teams. Part of having a successful SNOP process is running effective SNOP meetings. It's a large problem that we see and came up as the number one problem area in our most recent survey shown on the earlier chart. Meeting effectiveness can be learned and mechanized. Effective meetings don't just happen though. They're planned and choreographed, which means work. Some of the aspects of successful meetings are shown here in the blue box. Preparation, participation, respect for others' time, discipline, concrete actions, follow-up, and results. If you don't have these components, you will lose people and your SNOP process will fail. Here you can also see an approximate breakdown of the effort required for meetings to be successful. Sensitive topics need to be pre-presented with key stakeholders. Meeting roles and responsibilities need to be clear. In the meeting itself, pay attention to the mechanical things, agendas, and time commitments. Test your technology out beforehand. It may take longer than you think to get it to work and have a backup for the guy that calls in and can't hear anyone or can't see the online charts. After the meeting, follow up on actions that came out of it. There's some tools across the top that we would use with clients to ensure meetings are structured, focused, and produce results. We'll talk a little bit about them later. The meetings are obviously important. But as we know, SNOP is more than just that. The elements must work together. An understanding of best practices and your gaps and what makes sense to include for your business, a set of component meetings, as well as a report set that helps you manage the various parts of the business scenarios and performance measures. All of this along with sponsorship and support are required. Okay, let's talk a little bit about reports and tools. Some of these we've talked about a bit, and some may be obvious, but 
An important lever for SNLP performance is the set of tools you use. I don't mean IT, but these are more the tools you use to support effective meeting preparation and execution. Each meeting needs a written charter that documents and communicates the design of the meeting. Items such as objectives, participants, sponsor, facilitator, expectations, a typical agenda. Change the meeting charter as you need to, but if the meeting starts to stray, you can always fall back on the charter to keep the group aligned. The plan itself, certainly, showing the full planning horizon. Is everyone using the same plan? Is it stored in a central location? Does it fundamentally show the right view of the business that the audience needs? It's usually an area where we find improvement opportunities. Also, how do the base plans support and interact with graphics or exception summaries that are used in the meetings? You may decide to show the exceptions on the base plan itself, or you may decide to extract those on a summary. KPI scorecards should be integrated across the meetings, as well as to higher-level meetings above and lower tactical meetings beneath the SNOP layer. KPIs should have a baseline, target to reach in the future, intermediate values or plans for getting from the baseline to the target, and of course the actuals. Actions and key decisions should be recorded, and I'd suggest linking actions to KPI results. I'd also suggest keeping a parking lot, which are good ideas, but perhaps just not the priority right now relative to other things. With a good set of supporting tools and preparation as we've described, you'll be on your way towards very effective SNOP meetings. IT is a big topic, and I'll just be able to highlight a few things here. I will say that the tools are becoming easier to implement and more cost-effective, but fundamentally still serve the process enabling and decision support functions. Our IT surveys indicate that approximately 80% of companies are still using spreadsheets in one form or another to support SNOP, but it's usually in conjunction with more advanced tools. Okay, first let's review the basic requirements for SNOP. It's things like data people trust, being able to generate plans and reports throughout the product hierarchy, drill down capability, easily blending historical actuals with the forecast, highlighting exceptions, monetizing volume plans, making summary level changes and having them cascade to the detail or SKU level, as well as providing some level of KPI reporting. More advanced features are things like easily being able to drill into various systems to aggregate data, easy ways to update report formats uh, or create ad hoc views on the fly, scenario modeling, workflow, improved automated exception and KPI reporting are also becoming more important. I listed the detailed planning functionality as an advanced function. While all the SNOP software companies are providing this, the most basic functionality is generally provided for in your ERP system. The SNOP IT systems are certainly more helpful for building analytical capabilities though. To round out our discussion on IT, I'll say that the implementation of SNOP systems is no different in terms of the basic process of requirements definition, system selection, and the involved task of implementation and change management with the project team and the organization. On the technical side, the hosted models are becoming much more popular and can be easier to manage rather than trying to get more software through and supported by corporate IT departments. And here I'm showing how these planning and analysis systems interface with the source ERP or transactional systems.
Over the next few slides, I want to talk about business results and SNOP. We know that SNOP is the right thing to do and it helps coordinate, communicate, and improve with decision making, but it also has to produce results for leaders to allocate resources to it. SNOP is a lever to produce business results and that must be measured. I'd offer that there are three dimensions of SNOP results. The first is the ongoing improvement in KPIs that you use to manage the pulse and performance of the business. We've talked about how SNOP KPIs need to be distributed through the SNOP meeting flow and need to link to business level KPIs above as well as the tactical KPIs below. And that is what the triangle diagram represents. And you can see some representative KPIs that SNOP can impact. Moving to the right, if you have a specific SNOP initiative going, I'd recommend that you manage results on a very defined tactical basis. The results areas could be some of the same ones as what you've been using to manage the business. It's just that the improvement effort is very focused and project managed. You also talk about these results in terms of cumulative and annualized savings relative to a baseline. Thirdly, the graphic at the bottom represents an SNOP maturity improvement path. We always develop a maturity map during our implementations to set targets and guide expectations about what will be achieved by when. Our criteria is based on several implementations and it ranges from the basic category with things like getting the mechanics of the meetings and reports down to categories of maturing and leading which have criteria such as becoming more proactive and using scenario management techniques. The maturity stage progression should be plotted over time and used to set continuous improvement plans as well as expectations. The maturity path may measure some best practice and activity areas, but it's intended to be a means to further the tangible business results. For improvement efforts, it's important to assess your current state so you can set your baseline both from a process maturity perspective and also from a tangible results perspective. The assessment is an important part of the change process and skipping it can cause problems later in the implementation. In every improvement effort, there will always be hurdles and challenges and without an agreed benefits case up front, the crisis of the moment can cause someone to think that that crisis is more important than continuing with SNOP improvements or SNOP itself. Assessments serve to create a common understanding of the as-is. Oftentimes, all those on a project team will all not know the as-is, plus you want to retain the parts that are working well. Assessments serve to create a common understanding of gaps and what the desired endpoint looks like. Skipping this will result in varied opinions and understanding across the team. Assessments define which metrics need improvement and how much is achievable over what period of time. Through these prior steps, assessments generate alignment and momentum for change, which will be needed when a challenge in the project or business comes up. Key steps in the assessment include getting input from stakeholders on issues, current state, and improvement ideas, assessing current state versus best practices, completing database studies to back up the qualitative hypotheses and inputs from interviews, quantifying improvement opportunities, as well as defining the scope of the project, team structures, etc. On this slide, I have included some of the benefit areas associated with SNOP. The size of the benefit depends upon your current state and environment, but here are some ideas. 
The other point I'll make too is that getting the benefits, especially if you want them faster, will often require focused efforts in the underlying process areas and below are some specific representative ideas for that. And now we come to our eighth lever, change management. It's a large topic and we only have time for a couple of slides. I'll start with this one that shows the emotional cycle of change. This is especially true of what happens on large change initiatives. Project team members and the organization can be excited when a project launches and you hear things like, we're finally going to fix things. And it's a bit of a honeymoon period. Then as you get into it and things start to get harder, people see what's involved and they start to question things. You hear things like, I really wasn't consulted enough, or I really don't see what I'm getting, these type of comments. Then it can get even worse for some people, and they may enter the valley of despair. And here you can sometimes see direct and passive forms of resistance, and perhaps even efforts to kill the project. It's helpful in these situations to have a good benefits case, and the team can decide whether they want the money or not. And if so, then they better press on. Then as you stick with it, things get better, People begin to see the change. You get to a point at the top of the curve where people can't imagine ever having done it the old way. This is something for all change leaders and participants to be aware of so that when they see it, they can deal with it better. The other thing to realize is that different people will be in different points in the cycle at different times. The people closest to the effort, meaning members of the project team, are usually ahead in the cycle as well. To help manage the change, leaders can be visible and consistent. Focus on the end result despite the bumps, ask for support when needed, and keep emphasizing the improvements that are made along the way. There are several paths to manage on change programs. You want the outcomes on the right, such as results, sustainability, and building a performance-improving culture but you don't want to lose people along the way. To keep people engaged, there are several structured methods as well as the more informal methods, such as one-on-one -on -one coaching, that need to work together. Methods should define and distribute accountability, clarify roles and responsibilities, obtain ownership, and ensure sustainability. Next few methods are typically planned and matched with the appropriate point in the change program, meaning the assessment, the design, the implementation, some are simple and seemingly mechanical, such as a project structure, results tracking, or a tight action log for project-related NSNOP meetings. Other tools such as stakeholder analyses, change readiness assessments, communication plans, and SNOP maturity implementation schedules are specific tools we use to set change expectations, manage, and measure change. On our projects, we also utilize change management training, reflection or team effectiveness workshops and surveys. Informal methods such as one-on-one -on -one coaching and peer coaching can also be effective and are used as needed. A combination of tools and methods is typically required as different people respond to different methods and methods should be applied at strategic points throughout the broader change program. Overall, your change program should build upon and improve capabilities in a sustainable manner to promote a performance-improving culture.
Okay, so there you have it. A few tips on each of the eight levers. Work on these things and your process will get better. As I said before, the training courses go into a lot more detail, plus provide examples of the tools and templates, uh, but hopefully this will give you a few ideas. Here are some summarizing tips and traps. Obviously remember the eight key levers for SNOP performance that we've been talking about. We also talked about how an assessment is a very important part of the overall change process. Hold training and communication meetings at the beginning of the effort, but also hold follow-up sessions right before the launch and incorporate the specifics of your design into these sessions. We typically launch with a pilot part of the business and limited set of data. We want to test our training reports and SNOP process under controlled conditions. The pilot could very well be conducted with the project team and a few close supporters. Depending upon the design and organization, it may also make sense to have a couple of cycles of the initial meetings in the SNOP flow before launching the executive meeting. This will help the team to be more confident and component meeting sponsors will be better prepared as well. SNOP is a data intensive process and creating the views that the teams come up with may not always be easy from an IT perspective, so this is a watch point. Measure results, nothing keeps leaders engaged more than showing business results. And don't wait for perfection in the design. Uh, get it 60 to 80% right and tweak the rest during the rollout period. I don't recommend launching with a full set of data in any part of the business until participants get used to the reports, the KPIs, and what we're really trying to achieve in SNOP. It typically takes about three SNOP cycles for groups to be able to absorb the full data set for their business, assuming IT systems can support this. If you'd like more information, please see the website. We have some more items, including case studies, more videos, blog postings, and articles. We are usually working on articles for publications, so please watch out for those too. We also have some online surveys that provide anonymous, instantaneous results to popular SNOP issues. We mix our client work with being out and about with public training courses or perhaps a private course at your facility for your team would be better for you if you would like to help align your team around an SNOP initiative. Or if you'd just like to exchange a few thoughts or ask a question or two, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thanks for listening and best in your SNOP and business performance improvement efforts. So there you have it. A quick summary of the eight levers to maximize your SNOP performance. This was intended to be a quick overview, but our training course goes into much more detail on each of these and provides tools, templates, and case studies as well. If your process isn't quite what you need it to be, don't get discouraged as this is often the case. SNOP is a work in progress for most companies. Similar to other difficult endeavors of high impact, you need to keep at it, chart an improvement course, follow and measure it, and recalibrate along the way. SNOP can help you do this for your business too, as it is the hub of planning, decision making, and monitoring execution. It is arguably the best platform for capability development, continuous improvement, and leadership development in the company. 
We'd be anxious to hear your thoughts, so please don't hesitate to contact us if you'd like to exchange any ideas or trade experiences. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Please also see the website for articles, more videos, training information, maturity assessments, surveys, case studies, and other items designed to help you implement or improve your process and business performance.